Hello and welcome back into the Unsportsmanlike Conduct Podcast. My name is Cullen Lawson. Alongside me are uh, my partners in crime, Dylan Getz on my left, Andy McDowell on my right. Boys, <laughs> how we doing? Spring break. That's right. Yeah, that we're doing so good right now. Yes, yeah, we're just that. ready to get out of here, but ready to do a podcast, of course, but ready to get out of here for too sure, tomorrow. Man. I am so yeah. ready for a week off. That's right. right. It's yeah. nothing to think about. Hey, Lee, class is done, and we get all we're doing is talking some sports right now. Exactly. And we're getting Fine. paid for yeah, it. Exactly. So, I, you know what? I'll take this before going on some vacation. That's yeah, I take sure. it any week, man. Every I love day. talking sports. That's life. Mm-hmm. Are you guys going anywhere uh, Anywhere warm for spring break? Or? Daytona Beach. Oh, yeah, my gosh. I'm, I'm taking the week off. in Michigan. This is like my first vacation I've taken in a long time i've never went anywhere for spring break like actually on the week so i'm pretty really about this oh yeah, yeah. Oh, nice okay. first time good, good, live for it up. good for you live yeah it dude. i finally this year was like i'm just doing it whatever yeah let's go for it and then uh when i get back on the day back after driving 17 hours if my uh <laughs> my woman's basketball team makes it to cleveland i'm making that drive so it'll, it'll be interesting go. to say the least yeah, yeah that's okay. for sure all right all right well let's dive into the podcast today we're going to talk some uh some red wings trade deadline news little Detroit Tigers preview, and then obviously all Michigan Michigan State B-Ball, where they currently stand in the tournament standings. Um, Red Wings, for the first time, and it seems like in our entire lifetimes, they they unloaded for once at the trade yep. deadline. I, I they just did what clap. the They did what the fans <laughs> wanted. Yep, thank you, Ken Highland. Clap it thank up you, for killing Thank you, Mr. Holland, Mr. Yeah. Holland. You finally realized that your team is garbage, yep, and you exactly. might as well get thank younger you. and build for the future. Yep. So uh, what they did, they traded Thomas Yurko to the Blackhawks for a third-round pick. Traded uh, defenseman Brendan Smith to the Rangers for a third-round pick this year, a second round for next year. It's a good, good trade. Yep. Decent trade. Uh, traded Steve Ott to the Canadians for a sixth round pick in 2018. Pretty much meaningless. You're just, yeah, dumping, yeah, you're exactly. just kind of dumping along. You're just yeah. getting rid of Steve Ott. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, <laughs> never should have got him in the first place. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then their uh, their biggest trade move was sending uh, forward Thomas Vanek to the Panthers for a third-round pick as well as defenseman Dylan uh, McClareth, I think it, uh, McClarath, or yeah. is his name, McClarath is who was like a top-10 pick in like the 2011 draft and hasn't really panned out, but there's still a lot of potential there mm-hmm. from uh, from scouts around the league. So, guys, what do you think of the moves? I mean, very, very interesting trade deadline for the Wings. Yeah, I've heard, well, from all four of them, I've heard good things about them. I just want to congratulate your boy Ken Holland for finally <laughs> realizing that uh, he needs to try to start rebuilding here sometime soon, which I think he finally got the message. Uh and about the Vanek trade, you know, a lot of people are disappointed about that one. It's for, you said, a third rounder and then some Dylan McGrath. Yeah, McClarath. Yeah. Yeah, supposed to have a ton of potential. He's yeah, he's supposed to have a ton of potential, but I, I looked him up on ESPN earlier, and it was, you know, um, some guy was talking about uh, he might be a better fit for the AHL. <laughs> because well, his skating and puck skills are limited. That That's what, that's what that said, uh, so I'm kind of critical. I mean, I've never... Um, Never seen him play before or anything, so we'll we'll see how it pans out. Uh, you know the Red Red Wings definitely need some defensemen, so hopefully he can help out. You know, hopefully they're better than what this guy at ESPN thinks about him. <laughs> but uh, I think uh, you know most of the trades were good trades for the Wings, and they're finally getting better for the future. For for one. Don't ever go to ESPN to look at hockey stuff because they don't know what they're talking about in hockey. Yeah, they're okay. just, they don't even air hockey that's how, games. Yeah, you got, you got Barry Melrose, and that's it. That's yeah. all they do with that. Um, people are giving them good grades to the trades. Um, I I think it overall was it just was the right decision. It's hard to make decisions right when something happens, like or how you feel about it. And that's I think it was Dylan Mc McLe- McLe- It's McLe- a weird. I don't last know how to say that right. last name. Call him he, Dylan. He's young. We don't we don't really know what he's gonna be right now. So I mean, it, you got to trust the Red Wing scouts at that point making that move. 
I like them just making the trade, period. But, I mean, that's the one where I do think they could have maybe gotten more because Thomas Vanek's been a good player for Red Wings all season, been a huge scorer. Now, whether that's because the Red Wings just have no offense or because he really is like at a point in his career where he can still put up those kind of numbers on another team, I don't know. It's to be determined, but we'll see how he does with his uh, new team, um, the Florida Panthers. But, no, I think, I think overall they did a good job. They finally made the right move. It's hard for a franchise to move on when they've been as good as they have been for as long as they have been. Yep. In the past few years, they've just kind of been stumbling, barely making the playoffs. It's not really doing anything but just holding a streak together that is, I mean, it is meaningless. <laughs> I know I know it's big in sports, but, I mean, really, it's like, it's like okay, if you go the first round, just keep getting beat. What does it matter? Right. But, right. no, I think I think they finally got over themselves and made the right move, and you got to look for next year, and you want to be back as soon as possible. That's something that a Detroit teams haven't done in a while, and I'm, I'm glad to see them finally do something like that. What I like is how they kept all their young studs. You know, Anthony Seau, mm-hmm. Mantha, Larkin, Nyquist. Kept all those guys intact, and all you're doing for is getting ready for the future. I like mm-hmm. it. The only thing I could, the only discredit I could say about it is you didn't get really any high draft picks. I would have liked yeah. to get. I would have liked to get a first round pick for Thomas Vanek, with mm-hmm. the breakout year he's having. I think you could have sent him to a team in playoff contention or Stanley Cup contention. Maybe you could have got a late first at least for that. You got a third, and you got a young prospect who hasn't really panned out yet. A little critical of that. I feel like he could have done a little better on there. But overall, three third-round picks, a second-round pick for next year, a sixth-round pick for next year, and a prospect. That's not bad for a bunch of guys who aren't really going to make a difference going forward in your franchise anyway. It's not going to make a difference mm-hmm. with how bad they are right now anyways. They're yeah, too far on the stage. You're not making the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. And at this yeah, point, I think you almost want to tank. Yeah, exactly. Try to get yeah. a top pick get and try to draft pick. Right now, I think they're sending like the six overall draft draft slot right now. Yeah, I'll I try to so. bump that Something up in the top like three. You try to get as yeah. high as possible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if, you're, if you're not going to make the playoffs, you might as well really not make the playoffs yeah. and get, get at least a good talent. That's basically what you try to do when you just sell off a team. You just hope that you know the talent that's left can actually compete enough to be able to move up in the standings mm-hmm. and then you just kind of get a, dra- a, dra- a better draft right. at the end of the season. Obviously they're not going to like, you know, Hendrick Zetterberg go out there and just lose. They're not going to like yeah. tell him to go yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel bad for him, man. Like, it kind of sucks that he has to end his career. I mean, not that right. it's saying he's going to retire this year, but that he has to, you know, be a part well, of this like team this right and, now with yeah. a sell- I mean, a selling point. He's never right. had to deal with that in his career as a Red Wing. So, like, it's it's kind of crazy. And, like, yeah. But then, and, and that's been the joke is, you know, Holland hasn't been able to make a trade since you – know, or he hasn't made a good move since the 90s and early 2000s. But Because mm-hmm. he never trades. Yeah, he never, yeah, exactly. he never signs big free agents. He either goes and signs dying players or, he, you know, because he thinks that veterans are the only way to get through. Well, finally he made the right moves and got rid of people. Dude, when they missed out on Zach Parise and Ryan Suter that yes. offseason, that killed oh, them. Oh, my god! Because those would have been the guys that carried, that carried the torch from, like, the last generation. Yes, exactly. Yeah. That would have been. Perfect. perfect and look, and, look, and what is Minnesota that. doing? Oh, they're only like the second best team yeah, in the league exactly. right now. Minnesota dominating. Good again. Yeah, yeah. Gosh, that would have been perfect they'd count those guys. But mm-hmm. nope. It, it's hard. I mean, just to watch that. The Red right Wings now. don't have the same uh the same effect right now on the, yeah, one, the same on the aura, guys. You know, even on the team, like plus plus how does that make like tanking? You know, how does that make some of the players feel? You just kinda go out there and don't expect them to do much. Like I imagine, you know, all the players are like, Oh crap, we're kinda selling out. We're not expecting much of this year. <laughs> And I just, you know, I just feel bad for, you know, not not only like after they they lost Illich, but that just whole organization. Yeah, the way they're playing, just right everything. And it, it, yeah, eventually you got to swallow your own pride. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the problem with Detroit, man. They just yeah, they wouldn't give it up. They and their fans too, including up. myself. Yeah. You know, we hate to watch losers. Exactly. So when they're in us, in this, I mean, unless you're Lions fan, you're pretty used to it. But <laughs> yeah. from the yeah. standpoint that we're at right now, it's like you just have to accept it. You can't, mm-hmm. and that's the, that's like the same place I'm out of the Tigers this year. If they do bad in the first half, I want them to do the same exact thing the Red Wings are doing right now. 
Have to, I think. Yeah, I think so too. I mean, you got to make these kind of moves at some point. The Red Wings finally did it. What I want to know is, who do you guys think is the uh, is Detroit's guy going forward? Seems like the last few years, everyone thought Nyquist is our guy going forward. Then oh, Larkin is. Then Mantha. Who do you guys think is the guy going forward? Who's the who's Honestly, the top player on this team going forward that you're going to build around? Is what I want to know. Because Zetterberg, he's that he's going off. Oh, he's, Obviously, he's, he's not even guy. the most talented guy anymore. Nicholas Cronwall's a traffic cone. Yeah, yeah. 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 who is who is your guy going forward? You're one guy that's untradeable. The guy you're going to build this franchise around. We got the new arena next year. We're gonna have Chris Illich taking over. Mm. We're, 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 we're <laughs> heading into the next yeah. generation. Yeah. Who is who is our guy going forward? That's what I, I think. Know. I think it has to be Dylan Larkin. Like they have to find some type of consistency somewhere out of one of those young guys you just you know mentioned. I hope it's Dylan Larkin, but really, like you, at this point, you know, like there's he's not been one. Disa- he's been kind of disappointing this, this year. Yeah, he's sophomore he, slump. Yeah, he's uh, he's in his second year, and you know, like you just said, sophomore slump. That happens to a lot of a lot of. A lot of players around, yeah. like, all sports, but mm. you, you can't really blame it on that. You know, you yeah. got to expect, expect to be good. So. Right. What I what I see out of Dylan Larkin is a player that has a lot of speed, obviously, but not a lot outside of that. I don't see any stick handles. I don't see anything like that really is going to get that much better anytime soon. Not that they need it necessarily that soon. Well, they do, but at the same time, they've obviously committed to a rebuild right now, so they're going to get better. The one player that I predict to be – kind of better in the future is uh, Andreas Antonisiu. I I think that he is a dark horse that people are not talking about enough, but the handles that he has on his uh, yeah, you're pulling him up right At, now. Right as on. I already brought him up. Yeah, no, it's it's. I mean, hey, good, great minds think alike. Yeah, you know? but that that really is. I mean, what I what I see in their future is he's like a Datsuk type player. He's someone that could get him there. I mean, why do you think that? I, like you said, it's the speed. It's the puck handle ability. It's his uh, just ability to get to the goal, and it's his energy. It seems mm-hmm. like every time he, ha- he he hops on the ice, good things happen. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, he's that, I don't think player. he's the captain going forward, but I almost think he's like your Fedorov going mm-hmm. forward or your Datsuk. He's your most talented player going forward, and I think Larkin kind of is maybe your Eiserman and your uh, your captain. I think those two guys are your building blocks, and you go from there. Mantha's a very talented player. Nyquist and Tatar are very talented players. Yeah, they, if they, they can get find consistency. Track. They get back on track. I think right there, they that's can, a good though. group to build around. Yeah. Now you got to start bringing in some defensemen. Right. Sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Now you got to get some defense. Make sure you have a for yeah. sure goalie. I mean, I know Danny DeKaiser has a lot of potential and everything and all this mm-hmm. stuff, but they just they haven't actually brought in like other people that are going to be that good around them. Mike Green wasn't like terrible. I like that. He's not the best defender. He's, he's more, more of a goal scorer. He's more of an yeah. offensive yeah. D- defenseman. But still, he's like a he's a veteran body, and he still is like able to play. So I like him still being there. I do still like the Kaiser being there. But outside of that, I mean, what what are you gonna do, Jonathan Erickson? I just want him to cut him. I like it's, <laughs> yeah. it's some of these players that I just can't like stand watching their defense. They basically ignored it the past couple of years, and it's it's a, that's what they used to win off of. Why are you going away yeah, from it? You know? right. And and no maybe that's what they're trying to do by getting these other draft picks. Maybe that's what they try to do by getting this young guy. I think when they traded away Vanek, um, well, I mean, we'll see. I don't, I don't know where it's going to go from there with that. But you're, you're exactly right with Tatar and Nyquist. Those two have not been as good as they were when they first started, and they need to pick it up because those are two players I think the Red Wings are going to try to hang on to for as long as they possibly can because they know what they can do and they've seen it before. Right. And mm-hmm. that I think those two players are going to be really key moving forward, including Dylan yeah, Larkin sure. because Dylan Larkin still is kind of like right now we got Abdelkader. As the as like to me the most overpaid captain yeah. whatever you, assistant cap whatever he is you want to call him he's the assistant. A lot of right people now. think he's going to be the captain when Zetterberg retires, and I don't I'm necessarily yeah. like. That. I just don't agree with it. I don't think he's that good. I mean, is it because he's a motor Is it because he's, he's, he's a Michigan it's State not guy? He's from Michigan State. It's not because he's from Michigan State. <laughs> I mean, be. 
okay, you need a guy that can stand in front of the net and, like, hit goals and whatever else, but he can't do what Zetterberg does, and he can't do what Datsuk does. He doesn't have that kind of skill set. He never right. has. Why do the Red Wings just think that this guy, just because he starts fights, and st- I know it's the <laughs> hockey mantra, but that's not the hockey right. that we're in today. Like, yeah, it, it, he's not good enough to be that kind of a player to me, especially a captain. I mean, at most, he's an assistant-type player mm-hmm. right, at, right. at the most. Yeah. I think, I think Larkin is your captain is going forward. Yeah, I think exactly. he's got to be. It's got to be mm-hmm. someone that has the heart and the will and actually has a potential to be a goal scorer and do big things on offense. That right. Applicator doesn't have that. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's just he's from Michigan State. I mean, I, he went to Mona Shores. That's a high school that's right by... Yeah. My high school. Like, I, Muskegon. I, I, just, I, I just I feel like the potential is very limited with Applicator. He's already mm-hmm. kind of getting in his older age. I don't right. know where his prime is, but we'll see. I think the X factor going forward is going to be uh, Darren Helm, too. Yes. Can he stay healthy? Can he keep bringing that energy for you? Can He's, he maybe find the the fountain of youth again? Right. Remember a few years ago, I mean, he was he was one of your best players. If, and they, did, they didn't unload him. They they held on to him, so we'll If they're see rebuilding for next year, you're exactly right. He's the kind of player that's going to have to be better, but one thing we haven't even talked about yet is goaltending. Goaltending as well. <laughs> who's who's the goalie going for? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Howard, who's like kind of yeah, just, just, you know, still working the in there. Outs, he's still in the system, but mm. he is what he is. You obviously have Mrazek, you know, Grand Rapids Pride. <laughs> Want him to do better. Don't know if he's actually going to get that much better. We'll see. Um, but and and then uh, what's his name? The the third string goalie that play a lot this year. Carew, I think, is his last yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. yeah. He's been playing pretty well. He's shown good games and good like chances. My and, dad loves him. My dad says he's the guy going forward. Yeah. I'm like, okay, we'll see. He <laughs> might be. I mean, you say that about we every don't, goalie that comes. How do we even in. really yeah. know though? How do you know how good these goalies are? Obviously, they've made their fair share of their own mistakes this season. Mm-hmm. But when the Red Wings are throwing out me on defense out there, pretty much. <laughs> I mean, what 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 do you expect these goalies to be able to stop every single? Yeah, time? I mean, That's, they gotta upgrade their defensemen if they want their goalies to do any. Any, any better at all? So. Yeah, exactly. You can't, you can't really right blame now. Them. Mike Green, DeKaiser, Cronwell, Xavier Olet, <laughs> and Nick Jensen. Yeah, that is Jensen. that has to be the worst offensive oh depth chart they're, in the they're, league. They're terrible. <laughs> They've been so Which bad. Which is weird because remember, so ten years. years ago we had Nick Lidstrom, Cronwell in his prime. I mean, we had so so many good guys. It's just um, embarrassing to even admit. Who was like, it? Was uh, it Richard, Richards? Or um, Rafalski. We had Brian Rafalski. Yeah, dude. God, we had so many they good defensemen back great in the day. Defense. Great Nick, defense. Nick Lundstrom, yeah. I'll never forget watching him score a game winner when mm-hmm. I was like That was crazy. Was he might be the best defenseman ever. Awesome. We had him. That was and, really now, and now, look, Mike Green's too. our top defender. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 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 we just called an offensive defender. I think that answers everybody's question on where they're at on defense. And that and that kind of sticks up for the goaltending a little bit. Mm-hmm. Don't really know who's what. But, I mean, Mrazek, he's just not a, he's not a choke show. He doesn't, he doesn't know what he's doing out there half the time. He was good. He was good when he <laughs> played the playoffs show. and just, you know, that seven-game series just looked amazing. And then ever since that game seven when he just completely blew it, it's like he just can't rebound and he continues to just <laughs> choke every single game. But that's uh, that's where I'm at in their goalies right now. Jimmy Howard is just a dying, you know, fate to me. He's not – I don't really see him coming back being that much better. Um, Carew, no, Howard's guess. done. Howard's done. Yeah, yeah and it's not. It's, but it's I not still like, think Mrazek's your guy. But yeah, because yeah, exactly. That's what I was gonna say. They have, they have too many problems outside of goaltending right now to go out and make moves to get another goaltender. Like you mm-hmm. gotta fix the rest of your team before you do anything else. You I gotta figure that, out yeah. though what guy is gonna be your starter. You can't just keep playing the same three. God, it's just it's it's embarrassing to talk about with them right now because of how <laughs> good they've been in the past, and this is just such a rock bottom fall off. Like yeah, it's hard. 
It is. It is tough time to uh, be a Wings fan. Tough time to be a Detroit fan overall. It really like, is. Our teams yeah. right now. Tigers, Ooh. please. We are. At, argue, I we think. Are I think arguably, arguably the Lions are probably your top team right now. Yeah. <laughs> and that <laughs> is saying that yeah. is saying a lot. Yeah. 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 That's that's pretty bad. But uh. That's the truth. Yeah, we'll see. We'll we'll see with the new arena next year and a new look team. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm still excited. For sure. It'll, oh no, for sure. It'll be cool next year to see that. Now, unfortunately, for people like us, ticket prices are about to go up the roof. So, we're gonna <laughs> yeah. oh my god, have fun I can't trying imagine. to make it to yeah, them and, so. and the Pistons. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Dylan's Pistons. boys. Yeah, it's gonna be hard. It'll be to sweet watch. going to the arena, but it'll oh, that cost you pretty penny. Real, it's gonna be one of the best oh, yeah. in the United States. Honestly, when you're talking about like most up to date stuff and like the newest yeah. whatever, the arena is gonna be dope, but the tickets are gonna be you know unreal, like expensive for like for teams aren't even. It's hard to even go to a game Joe right now because it's the last season there. Right. I mean, the Palace tickets. Still cheap because the Pistons, but yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's a Pistons, been, it's right? Been that yeah, yeah. And, and they never sell out. The Joe still sells out because you got all the old farts that you know still. <laughs> right. Oh, the Joe. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like oh, the Joe shittiest Lewis. arena. Like, won't let it go. Yeah, exactly. It's they terrible. won't let it go. <laughs> it, it, it is great though. Like I love it because you, you sit anywhere in that arena, you don't like have a bad seat. Honestly, yeah, like, no matter right. where you're sitting, you could be sitting. Like I, when I went to a concert this summer. It where we sat, perfect seats from like where we were, we were like upper bowl, like towards yeah. the top. It's that that's the good thing about that arena. But uh, yeah, everything. the Little Caesars arena looks really cool. Oh my I, gosh. I did like a, I took like a virtual tour of it yeah. online yeah, before. It looks really it. sweet. Yeah, for the it, it was pretty wings. sweet. It's gonna be like awesome. all red seats and a lot, of, a lot of suites and everything. This looks really, really state of the art. I'm yeah, excited really. to go. I'll there definitely for sure. be seeing games there next year. That's oh, yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll make it. I'll find a way. Right. Yeah. All right. Moving on to one of our other Detroit teams, haven't really talked about yet. The Tigers. Are in the midst of spring training right now. They are currently three and five. Um, what do you guys think of the Tigers right now? I mean, obviously, last, last couple of years very disappointing. After you win four straight AL Central titles, right. can this team come back this year and do it? Last year they yeah. were right on the peak of the playoffs, barely missed out. What are we thinking about this year? I think, you know, like my opinion, I think you know after they didn't make playoffs last year, they didn't make the postseason. I thought they were, they were you know going to sell out kind of like what the Red Wings are doing. They're just kind of going to get rid of their guys and try to, you know, and there was a lot of speculation around the league that they were going to do that too. But I think, like, those guys like Verlander, Cabrera, Kinsler, they got they got one more shot to try mm-hmm. to go out there and, you know, beat the Indians, win the AL, cent- or, yeah, what is it, Central. And, um, you know, I think that one guy to look out for this season is Justin Upton because, like, he ended last year on a high like he was you know he was hitting hitting really well and he was playing really well you know outfield what is he is he right Upton he's left field left field field. yeah okay but he I'm I'm pretty sure he's on a contract year I mean I think the difference for them this year will be like trying to keep keep everyone healthy because they do got a lot of veterans and you know Mm -hmm. how that goes they can still they can still play I mean they can still all compete but they all have to be healthy especially like JD Martinez Castellanos Zimmerman missed a lot of time last year, yes. so guys like that who who are out for a lot, a lot of time last season. You know, they still have a lot of talent, and you know, but they just need to stay healthy to get it done. Exactly, you couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't have said it any better. The the old saying um, that you can't lose a game in the first half, but it but or you can't the game isn't decided in the first half, but you can lose it. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of thing with the Tigers this season. If they don't do good in the first half of the season their season's over they will lose it then because they will finally mm-hmm. make the trades i i feel like avila at this point can't hold back if they don't get themselves going right out of the gate so we're gonna know 
right away what the Tigers' potential is going to be, probably within the first 30 to 40 games of the season, to be completely honest with you. Right. And whether they're going to go out and make a move at the trade deadline to bring somebody in or whether they're going to sell off all these guys like Kinsler and Zimmerman and whoever else the deadline that's available at that time when their contract kind of runs out. Um, but they definitely have enough talent to compete in the AL Central because the AL Central, to me, I'm not buying the Indians. I'm not buying the fact that they're – just going to be some team that's going to run house again this year and go to the World Series. I'd almost put all my money on the fact that they're not going to go back to the World Series, that's for sure. Could be a playoff team, but with the Royals and the Twins and White Sox, I don't see any of the I, – I think the Royals are dead in the water now, and I don't think the White Sox – White Sox could be interesting. They could be a team that maybe you know is around that third-place spot that mm-hmm. kind of competes. They, they have a lot of young pieces that are working there, maybe getting a little bit better, but the Twins are still – I mean, they're too, they're too far down. They're not going to oh, come yeah. back and do anything. Yeah, so it's going to be the Tigers. The, the White Sox aren't really good either. Yeah, exactly. Like mm-hmm. I said, they, I think they'll be a third-place finishing team. But it's going gonna, it's gonna to be the Tigers and Cleveland going at it, I think, for that first-place spot. And they still have plenty of potential in this team. The starting rotation, to me, is where it's going to be made or lost with this team. You got um, Justin Verlander obviously leading the charge still. We, we thought he might have got traded this offseason, but he isn't. He's still there. Um, just or er, uh, Jordan Zimmerman at the number two spot. A lot of people hated on him from the way that he ended last season. You got to remember how he started before he was hurt. Now he's going to be fully right. healthy coming back into this season. I think that makes a huge difference in this rotation. And you think about all the experience those young guys gained last year. Obviously, Fulmer didn't even look like he needed it, but <laughs> Michael Fulmer and then Daniel Norris and Matt Boyd. Norris and Boyd, I watched them both pitch live a couple of times. I went to games last year. They're impressive to me. I think they really can be take that next step and be better. But you said it perfectly right, Dylan, with the barring injuries. That that is what it's gonna be. If if this team gets hurt like it did again last year, they're so they lack so much depth still in that mm-hmm. farm system. They worked on it a little bit, gotten a little bit better down there, but it's still not where it needs to be right now at all. And that's that's why with all of this old talent in the team, with people that are getting older like Victor Martinez and Miguel Cabrera and all and all those players. If they don't do something by the deadline, they got to make a move because they got to yeah. reimburse that farm system. Right. So if they get injured this season and they got to bring those guys up to play again, like a Stephen Moya, oh god, or any of those oh. players that they brought up last year that was <laughs> no. terrible, please yeah. no. They, they're not gonna, they're not gonna do anything in the future. So if they get hurt, their season's over. That's that's where I'm at at this point. Yeah, they lose two or three big players. I agree. Done. I think by the trade li- by the trade deadline, if they're not firm in contention for uh, for the AL Central, I think you for sure. I think you sell house, please. Because <laughs> so you're you do the last thing you want is to become the Philadelphia Phillies. Me and my <laughs> yes. buddy have been saying this the last two years. Look how bad they were because they never gave up on Ryan Howard. Yep. Jimmy Rollins, Chase Elliott. They Ryan ran that. They ran that. They ran that river completely dry. It's like, <laughs> like yeah, those guys were great. Like two thousand. Those great. Those guys were great. Two thousand. And they held on to until 2014. It's like, no, you eventually you gotta if you're not winning, you gotta eventually get rid of those guys and restock the farm, just like you said. Yeah, no, it's they, they better do that this year. I'm sorry, Cabrera. We love you. Yeah. But I love the Tigers even more. Yeah. So get rid of him, get rid of V Mart, sell them, give them to title contenders. Mm-hmm. It's the truth. You can get a lot for it. It's not like yeah. it's not like someone's not gonna take a 320 hitting Miguel Cabrera at the break or a Justin Verlander's pitching yeah, at the three. Right, yeah. right. And not, not that I'm saying that it's necessarily gonna to happen. If you had to ask me, I don't think it's gonna happen. I think this team showed last year at the end of the season that they could win games. They just right. put together too late. And I think exactly. it's gonna I think it's gonna turn around this year and be better. It, but another key piece in this lineup that, you know, we all still aren't sure what we feel is Justin Upton because if he can come out and be like he was to end the season, his whole career he's been up and down hitter. But oh, last yeah. year was an extreme. It was the beginning of the season. 
Holy crap! Maybe it's him coming from the NL to the AL. Yeah, maybe, exactly. Maybe that was just we don't know what it is. That, that's what we're. That's what everybody's so right. interested to find out this year what his potential could be. I mean, the amount of home runs he was hitting at the end of the season last Dude, year. Dude, in September like he had a uh, one point one three two OPS and thirteen home runs. <laughs> that's thirteen yeah. home runs. That's in real. It was. I literally remember like every time the whole year. And they were clutch yeah. home runs. I mean, they were end of the game. Yeah, yeah. Like oh, walk yeah. yeah he was playing sure. real. Get him tied back up in the game. That's what it was. Upton, uber talented. No one ever doubts that. And that and that's where like they're gonna. It's gonna be on him to have a good season and stick around. You know Cabrera's going to put together, but also Victor Martinez. He had a rough, not a not a Victor Martinez type season last year, and 280 <laughs> isn't him. He did, had, did he miss some games of injury, or was he He did healthy? a little bit, but he, yeah, he played pretty he, much healthy throughout the whole end of the season. The last, like, two, three months, he was in the lineup, and right. he just didn't produce. Right. He just mm-hmm. didn't do it. He didn't come back and hit, and that's where you're, like, looking at a 40-year-old guy like him, 40-41, whatever he is. It, he's got to he's got to come back and at least hit for them. He's only getting asked to be a designated hitter. He still says he wants to play the field like every now and again, like every one out of three four days to be a first baseman, because he likes to keep his legs moving or whatever during the season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baseball, you sit around enough, you will like start to feel that you can't like do what you used to do. So, but I think him and Upton are two key pieces at least in the lineup to be able to hit, and they got to figure out center field. Yeah, yeah. As right now, like, I, I told make... you guys earlier, I looked at the Tigers' depth chart right now, and it has Mickey Matuk as their starting center fielder. I have no idea who that is. Tyler Collins behind him. Played against him in Little League. Tyler Collins is behind him, and then Jacoby Jones is behind him. I think everyone's hoping Jacoby Jones gets that spot because I mean, he's your super talented. You watch him. Uh, I mean, he had like three game skid last year where he went like seven for eight, and then literally didn't get a hit for the next twenty games. Yeah. When he was doing that, I mean, the fire plug that he was for that team right. for that for that like weak stretch was unreal. I mean, he just had him playing mm. at another level. He got fired up every time he got hit. That was what the Tigers haven't had. It's just a bunch of old guys that are like, you know, when do I get my food after the game? That, <laughs> yeah. That's how it kind of felt for a while in the middle right. of the season until <laughs> these young pitchers and a guy like Jacoby Jones. <laughs> you like that one, Dylan? Was that yeah, good? that was a good <laughs> oh, Where you like came in and they they like gave them a fire and a reason to keep playing. And that's, that's what this team needs is someone like him to be able to step up and just be big. They need someone to come out of nowhere that's and right. Be that player and do good. That's right. They need yeah. to need a de- they at least need a decent guy in center field. Oh yeah. We, I don't think yeah. we guys. I don't think we mentioned the right fielder yet. Uh, JD Martinez is probably your most <laughs> talented player at this Seriously, point. Seriously, JD. JD is about a freaking monster. I, you could argue he's better than Cabrera at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah. could argue he's oh, the most yeah, important guy. Sure. Oh yeah. When he got sure. hurt last year, the team really, oh, they really tanked. struggled. Remember they his first game back, his first pitch. I'll never forget home run dead I will never forget it. Goosebumps. Sitting on my cottage up on Beaver Island, which is like middle of nowhere, and we don't have TV. Up there, so we're gonna listen to the radio, and I just remember sitting there listening to it. With my dad and oh yeah, and uh, Dan, Dan Dickerson, Dickerson Dan guy, Dickerson, he was like, a, he's such a good. He, radio he just guy. goes, "What if on the first pitch, you know, he, he took this one like just out of the park?" And and Jim Price, you know, like, God, Jim Price, but he, he next <laughs> nice to him, he's, he, yeah, he, <laughs> 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 I love how you know that because not a lot yeah, of people yeah, listen like, to the radio got, anymore. Got, got that I am that much of a baseball freak. That I like. It, I he always says that on the Arsenal. He's got he's got a bunch of pitches. The art of pitching. Oh my God, dude, I can't stand him. But he was just like. He's like, wow. He goes, wow, Dan. You know, that, that would be. And then he's like, oh. And then you know, Dan Dickerson goes crazy because he hits it out to center field. Oh, my God. That was such an <laughs> epic home run. Un- and, yeah. and the best part was off Chris Sale. It was just insane. Yeah, that, you yeah. Know, it was a 1-0 game. They were losing the whole time. But, yeah. He's huge, obviously. I mean, he's and then, uh, the and then third base, too, Castellanos. Nick, yeah. He Dylan, he's got to say how, how important is he? Well, he's going to be, you know, just almost as important as, you know, guys that you were talking about. Like, you argued that J.D. could be better than Cabrera this year. And you know he's one of those guys too that are that are on the ups, and he's going to be one of those guys that you know you have he has to say healthy because you know just like when JD Martinez went out, 
you know, Kashianos went out too, and you know, I, I'm not sure if it was like during the same time. Do you remember? I think it was. It was like he broke was, his hand or was, something. Yeah, it was. He, he got broke, hit with a yeah. pitch, and he tried to like stay yeah. in the game, went around third uh, base, came home, and they took him out. Yeah. So he's going to be real important to them, just just as all the rest of the guys. I think I agree with what you were saying earlier about you know there has to be somebody who steps up. You know that center center field position might be the position where that happens. Hopefully with Jacoby Jones, but who knows? You know. Uh, we won't we won't be able to find that out until the season starts. So Nick, Nick Cassianos is one he definitely slips on the radar too without even thinking about it. Like JD Martinez because of those injuries last year, right? He right. was out until the final like three games of the season. That mm-hmm. dude was arguably an all star at the break. He probably should have. He been. finally I, had I his breakout think. year. Remember, yeah, everyone was saying, "Oh, when's Cassianos?" Yeah, kind of like, oh. He was almost like the Eric Ebron of the Tigers. <laughs> yeah, except he finally got good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Ebron yeah. never got good. Oh, and, and growing and growing up in West Michigan, I had the Whitecaps right near my house. I always watched him play when I was a kid, like growing up and stuff. So mm-hmm. when he got to the Tigers, I was like, "Wow, I got his autographs. So That's pretty cool." But <laughs> um, just like to be able to see a guy like that keep doing good this year after coming back from injury like that would be huge because he wasn't the same player when he came back in the season yeah. even though it was for just a minimal stretch of games who knows if he's even that healthy but if he can hit around the 300 mark and play third base and he's that's the thing he's everybody's still like criticism for his defense he was good last year yeah, you know he, he, he made a lot of improvements at third base he was playing really good in the first half of the season <laughs> that's big I mean the, the Tigers need good defense too but that's what people don't really Jose Iglesias at shortstop I like him. He's one of my one of my favorite players in the team. I think he's consistent where he hits around the you know the two sixty two seventy, and he plays a really good shortstop. Now he has an attitude issue, and that's that's his biggest mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. But yeah. if he can keep his head on his shoulders and play a good shortstop with him and Kinsler at second at shortstop and second base, oof, that's a that's a good middle yeah. two right, right there. Yeah, right. Iglesias is one of the ones in the league. Yeah. Iglesias was one of those young guys who was like arguably you know one of the best ones. Well, that first season he was with Detroit, the, the place he was making the playoffs oh, yeah. with the over the shoulder grab, he, and then the one he when, he when he's on, you, I think he's the best defensive shortstop in the game. Oh my gosh, oh, he's, yeah. he's the, There's no one that can make plays like him. It's it's mm. it's crazy. Oh yeah, the like the the one I'll never forget is when he like literally took the ball out of the off the infield grass and he was like laying on his stomach and he as he's like threw falling, it. Yes. Yeah, as, as he's yeah. falling as he's to the fall. ground, throws yeah, it yeah. to first base and throws the guy out on a strike. <laughs> How was, does that even that humanly possible? I played baseball for a long time. It was I don't all, know all that it, is humanly possible. It was all possible. a dive and right before he hits it. It already has it in yeah, it. Yeah, it was all it like, was how all do you, like how one do you do that flow. in one motion. It was crazy. That's the kind of stuff that I just like admire. I'm like I'm like I'm like how how does that even like humanly possible? What did you He was a big pickup the last couple years. He was and I'm glad they kept I'm really glad they didn't get rid of him because I thought they were going to do that, and I was like, don't get rid of a guy like that. Who are you going to put it short? I know Dixon Machado has been in their system for a while. A lot of people like him. Is he related to Manny Machado? I I have no idea. I don't know the answer to that question. Maybe. Maybe, yeah. Then could be the same last name. Maybe they should trade for Manny Machado. I've never heard anything about it, so I don't don't know if it is or not. I'd love it. (laughs) Sorry, Nick. I love you, but (laughs) give me Manny Machado. Right, right. Um, no, seriously, I like this team. It's just like you go all the way around it, and then the other big question: James McCann behind the plate. Yeah, that's the other guy we didn't. You want to talk that. about a sophomore slump? Oh, that was yeah. the Tigers' sophomore slump last <laughs> oh, year. God, he it was a pain get, to watch him play a, catcher. He could not get a hit for the <laughs> longest time. <laughs> I kept arguing just play Jared Saltamaki every game because he kept hitting those home runs to start the season. His, his average was still like 100, but he would always <laughs> God, either, be so a, either be a strikeout yeah. or a home run every time. Their, their catchers combined for an average of under 200 last <laughs> right. year. It yeah. was not good. Yeah. But hey, guess who they brought back? A catcher. Oh, Avila. Alex Avila. Number 13. I'm looking at the depth chart with his dad to uh, get that they have a couple father son dates in the offseason <laughs> yeah, or something. They must have. Please get them, give me the hell out I of I don't Chicago. know how you guys feel about Al, or Al Avila. Personally, I'm not going to go into this because I could really go on for about an hour, but I hate <laughs> him. I hate Al Avila. Can't stand him as a GM. And bringing back your son after how bad yeah. he was in Chicago still is the perfect 
proof to me that he isn't what it, he doesn't have what it takes to be an actual GM. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, give him some time. Okay, he's had like I, what I'll like, give, off I'll, season and a half. He can keep having his time. <laughs> he can keep having his time, but he's kept some time. big old Brad around he, still. What yeah, he does, yeah. what he does at this trade di- deadline will really well tell you how him. good he is. I can mm-hmm. agree with that 100. Yes, percent And I can After give him this that. time now. If he doesn't make the right move, whether that's sell or stay pat, then you can truly judge him. If they're if they're sitting there in our 500 team at the deadline and he just keeps these dying bodies around and doesn't make no. a move or doesn't get the right players for the move, yeah, I'm gonna give up. I'm yeah. just gonna say at that point, please. At that point, I say yeah. Cabby, get somebody else. Cabby, Marti- <laughs> Victor, and Ian Kinsler. I say you trade all three. Yeah, oh yeah. And I'd say you you, mm-hmm. you field offers for Verlander too. Oh he's no, getting for, old I, too. Like like they're just talking the other day. You can you can get so many good. Yeah. good you like, get, you get so, so much talent picks, and so right. many picks. Ver- yeah, you'll have a couple bad years, but you could really reload in like three four years. Ver- great again. Verlander's a Detroit in and out kind of guy. He wants to see Detroit like you. I I understand that. We talked to him. It's so rare to see that in today's game where where player doesn't just chase the money and actually stays with the team. But, no, you're definitely right. I mean, at that point, it's for Detroit. Again, just like the Red Wings just did, they need to get over their their personal heart and their feeling, and they need to, they need to make the right move because it's a hard thing with this town and the city. People like players like Verlander and want to keep them for as long as possible. Same with Cabrera because they're like, that's ours. But what good is it doing if it's not winning you a World Series now when it could possibly be winning you a World Series in the future? Exactly. exactly. What you need to think that's of. what I've always been saying. If you're not winning now, you got to make the moves to help you win eventually. Exactly. Not just stand pat and keep <laughs> accepting mediocrity. Yeah, just you you better trademark to, that. And in in exactly. sports, you always yeah. In sports, you always should be working towards a championship. And I feel like most organizations don't do that. This this team has the it has the talent on it. Honestly, I'm not saying this just because I'm a Tigers fan. I don't think they have World Series talent. Not World Series. I'm saying they're a team that could make it to a possible ALCS. They're a team that could do that. They have a good rotation. They don't have the worst bullpen in the league by any means. It's not terrible. It's got it still does have a lot of improvement. Like it's it's not let's talk good. about the bullpen for a second because okay. that's been mm-hmm. the biggest concern for this team in the last yeah. how many ten yeah, years. Bullpen's been bad for a long time. forever <laughs> since Leland got there. Oh it's, yeah, it's been horrible. <laughs> well, that's not true. Oh six, they had a great bullpen. It was Jason Grilly. <laughs> Okay, okay. after that. And then they, they had Joel Zamaya and then he, you know, Guitar Hero and there he was. Okay, the once they started mate, once they started when the LCS every year, yes, like yes. 2011 or yeah. 2009 or whatever. Well, yeah, when Phil Coke was closing when they were making their run to the World oh Series, that's God. when I started to have issues. Like, all right, they need to actually But this is the thing. This was the only move that I've liked of Alavila. He made the right moves. The players just didn't turn out. I mean, he got he got Frankie Rodriguez who was good, good last year. He, he was good yeah, for him, but yeah. he, at the end of the season looked like he was burned out and he started right, to suck. Right. Right. But um, what's his name? The number the guy I can't think of him right now. The Mark Lowe. Mark Lowe. That's exactly yeah, what I was yeah. gonna say. He was a great pitcher in the in the past. Like and of course and, he came to our bullpen. Yeah, and he's just like every other guy completely forgot on a pitch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and that and that and that's the thing. And then what's his name too? The other guy they have from New York. He was a young guy with a lot of talent. Um, I can't think of his name right now. Uh, long hair. Um, oh. Well, I can't think of it right now. Uh, guys, that's how Jeez. long he's been. Like Kyle Ryan. Baseball. Um, no, not Kyle Ryan. Um, he's he he came from New York. Um last season they just got him he was good for a while but then he just was so like every time it's he, not one of the Wilson guys is it yes one of the Wilson brothers is it Alex Wilson no uh, other one oh um, Justin, Justin Wilson, Wilson. Yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah like the Tigers just for some reason kept believing in him and thinking he was that good but in the middle yeah. of the season on when he kept coming in he just gave up a run every right. single the time the other Wilson Alex Wilson was good I think he, he, he was came good. back was and was good, good. Yeah, was Justin Wilson because he was bit, great yeah. in, the, in, their, in their complete terrible season the year before he was yeah. the one shining spot in the exactly. bullpen exactly started to suck but then he started to come back and be good the last like two months of the season I remember he had an under one ERA to end the season so that's where it's like what are these guys going to do and another one is Bruce Rondone End of the season, Bruce Rondon started actually being a good pitcher too. So where's yeah. he going to be at this year? He has an attitude issue. That's the problem. Huge attitude issue. It, it, they have a lot of potential in the bullpen. That this whole team is just like a what if. 
Yeah. If they all turn that, out and, and play to a good part, but you if, know if a majority that's most likely not going to happen. Exactly, you don't know what it's going to be. It's it's all about what they're going to do, and if they can at least put it together until close to the midway mark, including this bullpen that we're talking about right now, they're going to go out and make moves, get better players. Right, then this right. team really could be something. I mean, that that that's where it's that's where it is. It really is a huge what if because you look it at is. every single position on like the whole lineup. We always said like starting rotation. Well, if Jordan Zimmerman comes back and can be really yeah. good, he's going to solidify yeah. that starting five that's bullpen. If all these guys years. can do that. If you can have a good center field, or if Cabby and Victor can come back and have really good years, yeah. I mean, it's all a big what if. It's all yeah. if, if only like if the majority of those ifs that come to fruition, could have said it you, better. You could win the LCS. Obviously, you won't get all of them. Yeah. But please stay healthy. No monumental injuries. You're gonna have a few. That's maybe just do. no Gotta huge stay ones. Healthy. Stay healthy. Stay healthy. What ifs have to turn out. And guys need to have some good years. Mm-hmm. Cleveland last year, every single guy in their team had a career year. Yeah. They, all their yeah. what ifs came to fruition last year. I agree. With and that. that's why I think this year they're gonna have an off year. I, and the Tigers are be right there, and there's no other team in the the AL division that's going to compete. It's a trash division. Exactly. No. Yeah. I mean, so if the <laughs> Tigers, yeah. they're I, very fortunate there. The in Tigers are a wild card type team. I think regardless, I think they do get back in the playoffs. Oh, this the year. AL East scares me. It does. There's, yeah. There's there's Red, Boston, oh, New York. Boston Every one of those teams be, except for Tampa Bay. New I think York can make is it. a dark. I saw. I saw our buddy Von Lozon tweet a while oh ago. God. He had a tweet about New York saying that they're going to be the they're going to be the team this year that comes out of nowhere and wins that division. And I can't say that I'm too far behind every year. I know. It's like, always like a 3 4 team. Because obviously, right Boston's a pretty big favorite right now with the hitting and stuff. The middle of that lineup, I'm so jealous. You, you of never it. know what Boston. You uh, never yeah, know what exactly. They, you never know what they're going to do. And then the Orioles, too, have a lot of potential still on that team. Toronto, and, still yeah, really Toronto. Good. Oh, my God. That division is loaded. It's just Literally, like, if you're a baseball those, fan, that's All four that's of those teams, you can make an argument, can make the World Series. Yeah, exactly. No, no other divisions like that. It's going to be tough for the Tigers to still get it, but they're a team that could get there. I mean, they were they missed the playoffs by one game last year. People don't. People are hating the Tigers so much for what they haven't done the past few years. Okay, Detroit, look at the rest of your teams and tell me who's been better. Tell yeah. me who has made World Series or championship games. Tell me who's won four straight division titles before uh, two years ago and they finally lost it because right. of big old Brad in the <laughs> in the dugout. I think he's a big issue for it. But um, they they that's the that's that's my problem. <laughs> that's my problem with Detroit sports fans right now. Is like you, they hate the Tigers a lot. And, it's like, what have they done to be the team that deserves that right now when they've right. been the team that's winning well, championships? Right. Well, we got a month longer for uh, spring training to go through. Not wait for baseball. April 1st, Holy you, you start at Miami like last year. Series at Chicago White Sox. And you got the Red Sox at home and the Twins. Seven straight days. That's going to be really big. The Red Sox. Here's you guys going opening day against the Red Sox? I I, I might if I, can, if I can work out. It's a Friday. Off, I would do it for sure. Hey, maybe. be a lot of fun. Yeah. That would be a great time. Yeah, Although opening fun. day is so expensive. I'd, I'd rather, almost last, rather go the next day where it's half the price. That, that was like the craziest. I remember last year against Boston. That was the when they when they played at Fenway where Detroit has not had any success in the past at all. They swept the Red Sox out of nowhere against their best three pitchers in their rotation. When was that? It, it was like middle of the year, and it turned their whole season around. So they started to make a comeback. I do remember that. Yeah, that was the series. Yeah, yeah. They, they won, won a game all, like twelve to eleven after they blew a like six run lead. They still pulled it out. Yeah. They won the first game on a shutout from Verlander, and then the um second or the third game. Um, I forgot who the two pitchers were in that game, but they they came they came back and I know won exactly what you're innings. talking about. That was a huge series. It yeah, was, that was really dude, what it turned was, it around. It was crazy mm-hmm. that they came yeah. back and won, and they swept Boston right. in Boston. It's gonna be a really interesting year. I'm, I'm, excited. I'm, I'm excited. excited. We I'm excited for that's baseball. That's the good thing about the summer. It's the only sport yeah. you got. Oh, exactly. Yeah. But I, nonetheless, I no matter what the Tigers closely. do this year or what the American League does, none of them are beating my Chicago Cubbies out of the National League. Oh, gee. Can I can I get a go Cubs go from you guys? No. No. Okay. Hype beast. <laughs> you know that they you, had their fun last year. Dude, we, else dude they're going to be even better this year, arguably. Because well, they're I'm such not a young team. Colin, they're going to be great. We arguably have the, the greatest 
like the best team on paper like ever. What? Like no, no one said no one, the no one is Colin, you better want to throw up. They drafted all these guys. <laughs> uh, I wish we could do a whole Cubs preview. <laughs> oh gee. I could just gush all over the Yeah, game, you should uh, go to Chicago Cubs University yeah. and yeah. go go take that one out yeah, there with those guys. Let's do it. A couple hour drive. I'm gonna keep loving my depressed Detroit Detroit area right now and go with that's right. Yeah. All right, you, All right we're going to go a commercial a break real too? quick. A Warriors fan? <laughs> I've been a Cubs fan my entire life. Yeah, has, has been. I literally have. Call okay. Him, call okay. Him. We'll talk more about this at the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to head to commercial break. When we get back, we'll uh, talk some Michigan, Michigan State hoops real quick, and then get to our stud and duds. This is Unsportsmanlike Conduct. No one likes to be known as a one-trick pony, and neither do we. That's why we like to say we know how to save you money on things like ink cartridges, computer repairs, software installation, and virus and malware removal. Still not impressed? If you can't make it to our store, we even offer delivery for our ink cartridges. Because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices and much more. Hey guys, if you're liking this podcast and others, always check us out on iTunes or SoundCloud where you can download and listen to us and stream us live. You can also check us out at cm-life.com. Be sure to check out our Facebook and our Twitter for more information on podcasts and other entertainment on campus. And we are back on Unsportsmanlike Conduct. Uh, I just got done talking some Tigers and some Red Wings. Now we're going to move to the college game. Uh, Michigan, Michigan, and Michigan State both right now both really fighting for a tournament spot. I think it's fair to say they both look likely in. Mm-hmm. But last night, you know, Michigan lost a really tough one at Northwestern. Michigan State lost an even tougher one at Illinois. I mean, that's a game they really should have won. I predict them to lose that because that's a very Michigan State like thing to do. <laughs> but Illinois yeah. is not good. Yeah, let's let's get that let's get that straight. So Michigan State's they're kind of on the bubble right now. Michigan's looking good. What did you guys, first of all, that game against Northwestern last night, what was your guys' takeaway from that, and how does Michigan look right now? That was one of the best. Like, I, I couldn't watch it, but I did watch the highlights at the end of it. That's one of the best finishes to a basketball game I've watched all year, um, mm-hmm. personally to say. Unreal. And I, like, I don't hate Northwestern's team. Don't like their coach, because last year when Michigan beat them in the um, Big Ten tournament, at the end of the game with Zachary making a shot and everything, he completely discredited Michigan and just gave all the, like, uh, blame the refs for the entire game and everything. That was very upsetting to me because, I mean, Michigan won that game fair and square. There was nothing wrong with their officiating. But it, Northwestern finally got on the right end of that game. I mean, on a historic night for them where they finally got to 21 wins, the program, and everything else. Yep. They mm-hmm. beat the team that is constantly – like, just ripped their heart out. Like, Michigan has been so that many team times. Yep. against Northwestern yep. in basketball in the past, like, five years that it's just Northwestern takes them down the wire every time and Michigan just pulls something out to beat them. <laughs> Literally always, and, always. Uh, yes, exactly. And then last night they finally find a way to beat them. It's huge for Northwestern, good for them. It's not a terrible loss for Michigan. It's one that they really, really would have liked to win because you get a win against a good team like Northwestern that is going to be in the tournament on the road where they don't have a good record right now. That automatically cements that Michigan's in the tournament yeah. no matter what they do that in the season. Right. Instead, they still are they're on the right side of the bubble, but they're still in the bubble right now. They still gotta go take care of business and the season here, which I probably think they will. Mm. But that it was a great game last night. Um DJ Wilson messed up at the end of the at the end of the game there, uh with apparently he I forgot what he like came off a screen wrong or something on that last play that got thrown down the court when they he was supposed to be somewhere else, Derek Walton. Probably the behind the, the big dude. Yeah. Because you never let the guy get it. behind you. <laughs> Exactly. And you never have your point guard and on their tallest player. I mean, really, you just look at it last night. 
the state of Illinois gave Michigan, the state of Michigan, a sense of what March is. I mean, the way yeah. that both those really games that. went. I mean, that, and that's what um, – I'm stealing that line from uh, Brendan Quinn, who writes for MLIV. I read his article last night, and he was like, welcome to March, <laughs> He's a really Michigan. good beat writer. He is. Him and Nick Baumgartner it, kill it. Yeah, if, if you haven't followed Brendan Quinn yet and, you, and you're looking to keep up on Michigan, Michigan State, do it because he's a, he's a great writer. The, the articles he comes out with day after day, unreal. But um, – Look, just looking at Michigan State last night, I, I don't know what happened. Um, I, I was shocked. After after being, like, kind of disappointed about seeing what Michigan did, I really expected them to win that game last night. Um, State's just not that good this they're year. They're not. I don't think and, they're good. Uh, and the Illinois loss be, was even more surprising. They can only beat teams at home. They can yeah, only beat right. teams at home because it's the Breslin Center. And, and Illinois is a team. They're on the wrong side of the bubble, but they're actually still in the tournament conversation, which I didn't realize until, like, today when I started looking at it. They're 18 and 12. They're right there with Michigan State. They're both 18 and 12 teams. Right. But even though uh, Michigan State uh, lost to them, Michigan State will probably somehow get into the tournament over them hmm. um, because they beat Wisconsin. I guess that's enough to push you in. But I think – I think Michigan State right now has to take care of business to end the season. They they have to win one of these final two games. Like they whoever they play in the Big Ten tournament, they either make a run and at least win the first round game, maybe even the second. Mm-hmm. Um, if they lose to Maryland, if they beat Maryland, it's a little bit different. They could win a first round game, lose, get yeah. the tournament. So yeah, I agree. Like MSU, they played such a sloppy game against yeah, Illinois. Bad. It's like it was it was just bad. But I I think if they lose against Maryland on Saturday and they lose the first game of the Big Ten tournament, then. It's really, you know, if you're Tom Izzo, it's time to panic because, uh, you know, I think they'll have a difficult time, you know, making it, making their argument. You know, I mean, you know, what we've talked about in other episodes is that sometimes you just make it just because everybody knows Tom Izzo. But um, I think it's going to be hard for them to make an argument to be, you know, to get a bid to the NCAA tournament. For Michigan, on the other hand, you know, they took that crazy loss to Northwestern on the last couple of seconds of the game. Um, Michigan was like red hot, you know, coming into this game. Now they now they simply just have to rebound. They have to go out and take care of business against Nebraska, which is away from home, and they are like two and eight they have away to win from. That. Yeah, they have to win I mean, that. just for their confidence. I think yeah, I think if they win this game, they should feel you know a lot more comfortable about getting you know a tournament bid. And then you know if they win one game at least in the in the uh, Big Ten tournament, they should be fine. They should be in there. Oh you know, yeah, safe. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. But uh, they're looking to be like I think it's a seventh seed in the Big Ten tournament if they win on against Nebraska, which you know I think they 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 have a possibility to go pretty far they, in the they, Big Ten tournament at least. It, it so. all depends with that seeding. If Michigan State loses on uh, um, if Michigan State or Northwestern losing their finale, Michigan can move up as far as the fifth seed because oh, really? those teams have the same record as them. Huh, Northwestern yeah. though actually would hold the tiebreaker over Michigan, I guess, because they only played once this year. If I'm not huh. mistaken, so yeah. they they would okay. have the so Michigan could top Michigan State though, if uh, Michigan right. State loses, Michigan could take the sixth seed because they have the better overall record, right. or what at that point. Mm-hmm. So could change, you know. But could, anyways, could change, but we'll see how it plays out. Are both of them going to get in? What do you guys think? Are they both in? Yes, I I I, I, I believe it. I think so, but you know it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see what MSU does. I think Michigan's got the easier road to the NCAA tournament right now. I think Michigan is really, or State, I'm sorry, is really struggling right now. And I think, you know, after that last game against Illinois, they have to take care of business, like you were saying. They have to, they have to, well, if they if they lose to Maryland, which I'm expecting they will, since Maryland's, what, like 21 ranked or something. They're really good. They're yeah, good. they're, they're, they're good super team. good. And they've been and good. And it's at Maryland, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, State's, yeah, I'm not positive. If yeah, they, yeah, if they lose the first game of the Big Ten tournament, too, like, 
I think they'll have a difficult time, but you know how it goes with the NCAA you yeah. know, selection. Yeah, well, like what you said, Michigan's earned it. I'm not yeah. saying that out of bias at all. It. Michigan's earned it. They've won some big games in the, the season. They put together a big stretch, and they need to get wins, and they did it. Um, last night, obviously, they lost a, a tough uh, had a tough loss, but I mean, it's not like they were out of that game or losing. They lost to a good team. Same thing with Minnesota on, on the road. They lost to a good team in right. overtime there. I mean, it's not like they're losing these games to teams that they're not supposed to lose to. They just they've struggled on the road, but. In a neutral site, if you're going to go that far with the NCAA tournament and the Big Ten tournament, are they went two and zero and won the two K Classic. So I mean, you got to you got to look right. at it from that way too. Michigan's, right. a, I mean, obviously they play in Chrysler Center. We all know what their potential is there. Yeah. Um, but Michigan's beat Purdue, SMU, and Wisconsin. That's three really big wins. Their worst loss is to Iowa in overtime on the road. So I mean, what tells you Michigan isn't a tournament team from this standpoint? Now, don't get me wrong. If they go lose to Nebraska. Completely different story. Yeah, it's a different story. That's where the, they're right back in the middle of the bubble, and they're yeah. going to have to win some games in the Big Ten tournament to prove themselves. But um, Michigan State, on the other hand, they got a win against Wisconsin. They have a loss against uh, Northeastern or whoever it was, yeah, that random was team in the non-conference. Like garbage I mean, loss. They have yeah. bad losses all over their schedule. They lost to Illinois last night, who was a bubble team on the wrong side of the bubble. Mm-hmm. If they lose to Maryland, which I expect they will, um, I mean – how are they just a tournament team? At they lose to Maryland and they lose their first Big Ten game. They're not in. Oh no way! You, you can't. can't if, not, what, not even a possibility at yeah, that point. You no. can't get in the tournament eighteen and fourteen. But I'm saying like, if they go into the tournament eighteen and thirteen, I think I, to me, they would have to win two games. That's that's what it should be. Now, will it be that way? No. If they win a first round game, they'll probably get into the first four. That would be what yeah. my guess is. They'll probably yeah. get a slot in there. Play that first game against some nobody like Michigan did last year, win it, and then go play whoever in the first round. Of the I guarantee they no, they wouldn't even put in that spot. They'd probably get a ten seed. Yeah, and it's still in the tournament. Yeah, yeah it wouldn't. Not, it wouldn't surprise me. Nothing like that would surprise me. But yeah, I think they, that's where both those teams are right now. Michigan yep. is in the better spot with the easier end, but they earned that. That's the difference right now. Michigan is the team that is it. They're a tournament team. They have potential in this team that actually looks like it should be in. Yeah, I think yep. Michigan State, besides Miles Bridges. Looks like a team that's lost half the time out there. So. They are very young. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I try to tell all my state friends this coming into the season. Izzo is not used to this. He always has no. a senior-laden yeah, so team. He's not thing. Calipari. He's not Coach K. He always has seniors lead his team, and his freshmen never really do Nothing that much. Nothing more true than that. Like Deontay Davis was his best freshman last year and came off the bench and yeah. was just yeah. a good shot blocker and all that. Yeah. He's never had freshmen, like all freshmen, lead his team. And that's why I think they'll be good next year. Even if they lose bridges, oh, they'll still be really, be really good. Year. Michigan State's going to be a force in the big time next yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. But this year is just not their year. But I think both of them will find a way to get in. Izzo mm-hmm. always finds a way, and then Michigan's pretty much locked up. That, that's everybody says. So we'll, we'll, the, we'll see what they do in the Big Ten the tournament. Whole Izzo thing in March. Everybody mm-hmm. keeps saying that. But what, what, back to your point of how he hasn't had a team like this, that's why I don't know what they're going to be this year. Right, in March. right. I really don't know. Right. Like, I don't know what to expect. I know he's done uh, things with some teams before, so it wouldn't surprise me. But at the same time, exactly. if this team went out and lost in the first round of the Big Ten tournament, it wouldn't shock me at all. Right. It'd mm-hmm. be the same difference. So, All right, let's get to uh, stud and duds really quick, Andy. Wrap it up. Uh, yeah, give me well, two. My first stud, uh, or my stud, is um, Ken Holland for the moves that he finally made. Uh, we, we talked about it earlier. I'm glad to see that. Someone in Detroit is finally making moves and realizing that their team isn't where it's supposed to be. Building for the future is key, as we've seen with teams like the Chicago Cubs in the past and stuff like that. When you when you make moves and suck for a while, you make trades, you, you can make your team better in the future with the right moves. And he's got to have confidence in himself to make the right draft picks at the right time. I think he finally has you know owned up to that by making these trades, showing that he's playing for the future now. That's uh, So, Ken Allen, you're my stud. My dud is uh, my, my buddy from the fall, as everybody gives me crap about around this university because I complimented him so much, P.J. Fleck, um, yeah. who is now the head coach at the University of Minnesota. Um, 
he has recently now been put under the microscope a little bit more because he's trying to take players that are already at Western Michigan that have already committed and like are still planning on going there, even after they knew about the P.J. Fleck um, movement. He's still trying to take those recruits and move them in. Those are three-star recruits. If you're a Minnesota fan, you got to be thinking to yourself, we have Big Ten talent. Why do we need three-star recruits from Western Michigan on our team, mm-hmm. especially after we just went 9-4 and four, won a bowl game and arguably have one of our best senior classes there possible? So P.J. Fleck, the way that he left Western Michigan and just a snap like that after the season ended, and now he's trying to take these players away from him, and he's after loving Kalamazoo so much and praising them. You know, I like I have a couple friends from there, and they're starting to just get completely disgraced with it and almost want to forget about the season. I mean, that's terrible. I mean, you're taking away something from those people that it was their best season so ever. Yeah. Oh, and they screwed them. One of the best like, seasons ever in Mac football yeah. history, if yeah. you ask me. Period. And mm-hmm. they just threw it away. I mean, it's just just the the way that the mm-hmm. way that he has just put them to the dump and just pushed them aside. It's terrible, and I've lost a lot of respect for him personally because that was one of my biggest things with him is I respected him personally with the whole story of this kid and everything else and all that. that that's terrible to have to deal with and be able to turn that into positive energy and make a team that went 1-11 go to a... 11-1, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what? 11-1. <laughs> no, 1-11. Oh, the team that went 11-11. Yeah, Come on, yeah. man, I know what I'm saying here. 1-11 two years ago. They went 1-11, and then they go to this bowl game, play Wisconsin, barely lose. It's impressive to me, and right. now, but the way like he personally is now, and the way he's taken roll the boat and everything from him, it's terrible. Agreed. Can't stand yeah. it. Dylan stunned out really quick. For my stunned out, I had uh, my stud was Ray Lee, who uh, Eastern Michigan University uh, guard. He pulled a Marcus Keene in McGregor and he scored fifty points <laughs> with, yeah, in only twenty six minutes mm-hmm. against Central, who's got just an atrocious defense. Yeah, but uh, he also made ten threes. And for my dud. I had um, the Celtics guard, Terry Rozier. Um, first, he was dunked on by the 36-year-old Richard Jefferson, right, which is already probably bad enough. Then he got a technical foul for, you know, um, after he was after he was dunked on, he got mad and he took the ball and threw it at Richard Jefferson because he was mad at him, so he got a tech. And, uh, yeah, that was just pathetic. Baby. Like, yeah, you're a kid. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I, I like it. I like it. Uh, my stud is um, Northwestern basketball for going to make their first tournament ever, most likely. Uh, just excitement on the program right now. And they're one of those teams you can't really dislike. They're mm-hmm. pretty much like the Big Ten team. They're, almost, they're like everyone's mm-hmm. little brother. You yeah. Know, they're oh, such yeah. a small sure. little private yeah, school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't really have a rival with anyone. They've never done that much. It's almost like you feel good for them. Like they have a, they have a good fan base, and the, uh, they deserve it. They've played their hearts out this year. Played Michigan great yesterday. Had that amazing pass at, the, at right at the end there. Yeah, so I give them all the credit yeah, in the world and all. Good for that. Good for their fans to finally get to experience the tournament, even though yeah. they'll lose in the first round. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my dud. My dud is the guy that should not be in Detroit any longer. It's Andre Drummond. Um, got uh, got uh, ejected last night against the Pelicans. Had the two technical fouls. Really got out of control. The guy's playing like garbage lately. Can't make any free throws. He obviously doesn't want to be here after all the trade talk. He's getting mm-hmm. paid a huge, like, $100 million contract. It's like, just, just get out of town already. I'm sick of it. Yep. He apparently doesn't want to be here anymore. Just a bad, situ- bad like situation. No, you know? no, bad situation all around. And it's like, last year at this time, we loved the guy. Yeah. Thought he was our future centerpiece. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's just very disappointing. Last night, without Cousins, mm-hmm. still couldn't do anything and got, yeah. got tore up by Anthony Davis like he always does. Yeah. So that's that's it. And that's uh, that's all we got today on Sportsmanlike Conduct. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll talk at you guys after spring break. Yeah, for sure. I'll uh, be enjoying the sun. Yes, so, you uh, will. Yeah. Hopefully, <laughs> Catch uh, you guys in Florida. Enjoy the snow. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
and uh, that'll do it, right? Have, have a good time. <laughs> <laughs> I thought we already wrapped it up. That'll do it. Check ink. We all know that annoying sign. Don't break the bank buying ink. Save more on your printer today, because at O-Ink, we cut the fat off of ink prices.